Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Stefan coming in with a little intro magic. Sorry, I can't afford my own effects, so I'm just going to do them. Homemade, DIY. I saw a great recipe on Pinterest, and I followed it. Here we are. Poof! Magic. All right. Well, hey, first off, just wanted to say hi. Thank you. Hope you're doing well. I am super pumped. I'm optimistic. We've got a vaccine. We're just shooting people up like heroin, except it's so it's goodness, concentrated goodness into your body. Technically, it's badness because I think it's partly coronavirus. So it's bad, but then it's also good because it's going to build up your body's resistance. That's a lesson in itself, right? You got to accept the bad to be able to develop the good. There's some sort of deep metaphor in there, but we're not going to dig for that one. We're just going to go and talk about the episode. And I don't know why I'm talking like Smeagol and saying we. We'll talk about the episode process. <sighs> so today, I bring you none other than Tony Woods. Holy moly. Tony Woods, what a guy. He was recognized, Dave Chappelle, when he accepted his Mark Twain Award, the first person he recognized was Tony Woods. That was his influence. His the OG because he saw that Tony was doing everything right, which is amazing. And you get to see I watched a lot of Tony Woods clips over the years. He's been doing comedy forever since the 80s, which is forever for me. So I got to see him and the beautiful dynamic ranges that he's able to perform. You see some of the mechanics in that with Dave Chappelle. Obviously, they talk about different things, but... My God, he was amazing to talk to. And he almost didn't even do comedy. So he almost, it's like life dragged him into it. So I loved being able to talk to him about that. And he's just a hilarious guy. He's also going to be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix this weekend. So links are in the show notes to be able to see the tickets, to follow him. Show him some support. Show him some love. He's a truly funny guy. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Love you so much. If you have not yet, please subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend, and you know, say hi. Follow me on Instagram at a comedy advice podcast. That's it. Keeping it short, keeping it sweet. Ooh, I'm pumped up on caffeine. So here we go. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for death and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? A uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> Hello. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Tony? Is this? I'm right on time, right? Oh, you're perfect. Can you see yeah. me? I can't. Not yet. Okay. Boom. Can you see me now? Not yet. Oh, 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 wait. Boom. Oh, there he is. What's up? Oh, my gosh. Let me give you, let me give you the beautiful view of uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, my God, my favorite city. Mm. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's even better today. It's all gloomy and rainy outside. Yeah. Oh no! I used to live in New Jersey, and I remember there would be entire weeks where it would be like that. It was so depressing. Oh yeah. Well, it was. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, sunny yesterday. Oh, What's nice. going on, man? 
I want to go get more water. Oh, all good. All yeah. Good. What's up, I'm, man? Not much. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking to you. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm in uh, what I do last? I did a stress factory in uh, Bridgeport. Yeah. Nice. Nice. How is the stress factory? I haven't. It's dope. You know, they got one, he's got one in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, and they got this one in Bridgeport. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. And you're going to go tonight, too, right? Yeah. We got uh, two shows, but you know, they're early, like six and eight, because got to be out of there by. Uh, oh, because of a by, curfew. What is it like out there? What are y'all doing out there? It's, uh, I mean, at the clubs and everything, the clubs are still open. I, you're coming to House of Comedy next week. They, um, I think most of the clubs, they're just socially distancing and everything, but I don't think they're adjusting any times. There's no curfew or anything. Oh, so I guess, yeah, I guess the shows would be like regular times, eight and 10. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I, I was going to ask really quick, oh, is there, um, uh, is there a TV on in the background? I don't know. Is it? Let me see. <laughs> I don't know why somebody would have the TV on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay maybe it was i don't know yeah <laughs> now that oh. i look yeah, it was oh man it was it was nice background noise i like it i mean i usually yeah. have the tv on in the background because it's, well. it's saturday morning tv it's like what's it called nbc's the more you know oh nice with the woman dylan dryer she you know she goes all up she's like all over the world Talking about animals and wildlife, it's like for kids, but it's, I love it, you know. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> I was going to ask, what do you, so I know you're traveling, you're on tour now. You're going to be coming to Phoenix next week or this week when this comes out. Um, what do you like to do in your downtime, especially now that there's a pandemic and it's, you can't really go outside and, but, and uh, do Like my thing is I, I ride bicycles, so, uh. Just you know, like, and most cities have those um, those uh, bikes. So I just I just get on those bikes and just I like to just ride around the city and get lost. You know, not get lost, lost, but just like wow, look at this, because it always helps, man. When when you got some local knowledge, because um, you know, like when you when you're the headliner, the MC and the feature act are usually local, and and they kill you with like just local stuff they could talk about oh you guys must be from such and such and the crowd laughs and i go oh man what they talking about so you got you know yeah you gotta do your homework and say all right you know because you got your stuff which is good everywhere but then you gotta have something that's you know right there for them oh yeah. I don't know how people do this you know how people always do the zoom like you, you you're right on you're right and oh like it. perfectly centered <laughs> Yeah, I can't, yeah, I like always see people and they got it and they got their they got their books and their little statues in the back. I'm like, how did they, how did they do that shit? <laughs> this is okay, this yeah. is actually just a virtual background right here. This isn't even real. Oh, this yeah. one is too. <laughs> you see that? You see that vent behind me? Oh yeah, right there. That's a killer. Because you know sometimes in hotel rooms, I can put like the ice bucket full of water. Yeah. So when the heat comes, it'll just kind of humidify the room. See that one's up, up there. Then the heat is blasting, but it, it, it's the the heat that dries your eyeballs out. Oh dry, my! Uh, what I do is I just uh, 
cut the heat on so it's hot and then I wake up and then I cut it off. So I just do that in like two hour intervals. Oh, that's so smart because I, I thought I was the only person. I would We have the heat on now in Phoenix, which is embarrassing because it's like 60 mm-hmm. degrees and we're freezing. But <laughs> yeah. I, it's uh, we're turning the heat on and my eyes are just drying out so much. Yeah. And I thought my wife is fine. So I was wondering yeah. if I was the only one that this happened. No, sometimes it's like my eyeballs won't roll in my head. I'm like, oh, man. I got oh, it. my gosh. Oh, yeah, I hate that. I'm going to try that, though. Just do every two hours. Give the eyes a what, little bit of time just, to hydrate. Put, put some water near the vent or whatever, where your heat comes from, and it'll just humidify the room. Yeah. Then oh, your, your, your eyes won't be stuck. Looking at the Zoom now, I can see how dirty my glasses are. <laughs> no, you're gl- they're beautiful. You know what? I'll fix it in post, too. I'll just scrub it up. We've got Photoshop and everything. <laughs> but hey, I love, I love what you're bringing. This is called a comedy advice podcast. So you're already bringing the advice, bringing the comedy. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, and, and just to give you a little bit of a lowdown of how it's going to work, we'll talk for a little bit. I'll, um, the audience will get to hear a little bit about you. And then we'll go into some advice from some questions that some fans sent in. So I don't know. Are you a good advice giver, Tony? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's the um, kind of confidence we need to go into this. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, man. And said that people say, oh, man, I don't know what I would have done without your advice. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Well, hey, I know... I'm honored to have you on the pod. I've been watching a lot of your stand-up from the early days up until more recently. I'm really excited to see you in Phoenix uh, this week. I was going to ask a little bit about, because I know that when uh, Dave Chappelle, he accepted his uh, his Mark Twain award, you were the first person he recognized and saying that you were his influence because you were the first one that he saw doing everything absolutely right, which was amazing and awesome to hear and uh first off i know that you and dave are friends and so i was going to ask did you expect him to say that or uh have an idea that he was going to say it nope it was yeah. i mean if you watch if you watch it i was just a surprise to everybody else i know i, I got was... to see your face the the smile was huge and it was really cool to see and um i mean how did it feel when he did say that not expecting it to come out well uh, tell people like uh, you ever been to the airport and you go to your gate like you, you go to your gate and they say um the flight's not gonna leave for like another 30 minutes so you go okay most people just sit there at the gate but not me i walk around go to the bookstore whatever you know, and like you might be in a bookstore looking at magazines or something and then they say over the loudspeaker they say you know uh you know anthony woods uh report to gate such and such and you look at the person next to you we don't even know you and go, did they say my name? Like, that's how I felt. Because <laughs> the, the woman I was sitting next to, because there was like three open seats. Uh-huh. So the usher had me sit next to her and she seemed a little uncomfortable. And I was like, I can just sit over here. And I moved. This before y'all say anything. I moved. And then yeah. the usher one the usher came back and said, no, sit right there. That's your, so I'm, I'm thinking, I'll get some more people coming. But it wasn't. It was where I was sitting was right bang on camera and and you know they was right there i'm like oh and i was kind of confused i'm like when he did that should i like put my hand up or should i stand up or 
like I just like that, you know. And so I'm like, all right. That's so everybody it. knew. Yeah. But it was a lot of people in the theater going, who's who's Tony Woods? Because <laughs> I didn't stand up and go, all right, yeah, I'm over here. I'm glad you got in the right seat too, so they didn't point the camera at the wrong person, because that would have been disastrous. But that's great, man. And I wanted to ask too, I mean, I wanted to ask how you got into comedy in the first place. How did it end up coming to be that you started thinking, oh, comedy's something I think I can do? No, I, as a matter of fact, I didn't. Um, uh, when I was when I was in the military, a friend of mine, uh, as a matter of fact, it was when Eddie Murphy was on the cover of Time Magazine. He yeah. had his hat, his red baseball cap on, headed on backwards, and he was like, like that. Yeah. So, cover, and and he just said, "You could do this." And, and I'm I'm like, you know, I was thinking like, do what? I didn't know he was talking about comedy. I think it just meant like I could be on the cover of the magazine. Like, I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could do that too. Look, <laughs> turn the yeah, hat back. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty, right? <laughs> no, he was saying, you know, he's saying, you know, at work every day, boom. He said this, and then, and then he was he rattled off his his favorite comedians, and and he's, you know, he was, he was like thirty. So at that time, he was like to me a senior citizen. And he was like, you know, I've been all over the world. I met very funny people. He says, and he named some of his, and he, I was in his top five. And, and that was like Damn. Richard Pryor, uh, you know, Bill Cosby, uh, uh, Eddie, and uh, some, you know, just like all people you know. And he said, and you, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> he went as far as to sign me up for open mic night in wow. D.C., and, and I was going to ask at that time, you were in the Navy, you were a oro maxofacial assistant? I did say I was a dental technician. <laughs> okay. like nobody, I was, that's, what I, that's, that's what your rate is, dental technician. And like whatever else you, whatever, whatever else you got beside it is what you got beside it. You know, some, like some, some guys make rank and they don't even actually do their particular job. Huh. You know, yeah, like like you may be, you your your thing may be like boiler technician. That's one of the guys who work in the hull of the ship or whatever. But you've been working for the fire department or something like that. And but you know when it's time to take the test for your job, boom boom boom, you move up and and then huh. you get to point somebody. You actually have to do some boiler technician stuff. You're like, I don't know, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, but your rank as you know, yeah, you don't. And, um, <laughs> Because you because know, you because you kind of use where you're needed, you know. And got, you know. got it, got. It. But on paper, you're the boiler technician or the oromaxillofacial yeah. surgical assistant. Okay, okay. Like, say say uh, say say you're a radio personality, but you also host parties at clubs. You do this, you do that. So that's that. That other stuff is just the extra uh, training that I had. But when it comes down to it, say, oh, he's a dental tech. Now, what he now what he do as a dental tech is just extra stuff. So, I see. and anyway, this guy put me, he, he, he told me about the place. That's where I started. Uh, it's called the Comedy Cafe in D.C. That's where all, uh, mm -hmm. me and uh, Dave and Martin Lawrence, a lot of us started there. Um, and uh, he, I went down there and I'm, I'm there. I put my, <laughs> put my name on the list. 
And to me, man, that was, that was my first live comedy show. It was like the funniest stuff I'd ever seen. I'm like, wow, these guys should be on TV, man. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember they, they called my name. Damn. Damn. And what'd yeah. you do? I did what I'm doing right now. I sat there. My <laughs> ego is Tony Woods. I'm like, Look, who is this? Tony Woods. But I tell you, <laughs> it was like, hey, you're not going up there, buddy. I tell you that, that stage's on fire. And I remember that the next day, the next day, everybody's like, you know, because he told everybody what I was going to do. Yeah. And, and everybody's like, how'd it go? I'm like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, cool. Like that. And, and we're in the lounge. And he goes, how'd it go? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's like, wow. Were you funny? I'm like, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, they loved it. <laughs> Like this is just this line, and then um, <laughs> that that same day, he just he just just me and him. He goes, he said, "Man, why the fuck didn't you go up?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He said, <laughs> "He's like, if you, he said if you had done it, that would have been the first thing you talked about. You we wouldn't have had to ask you if you did it. You would have came and go, ah, I killed it. No, ah, yeah, shit. Oh, yeah." Man. And he was he was like. Uh, He's like you, like, like he. He said he had known people who could sing really well, and then they go and they go, hey, like a band's playing. Like anybody know this song? And like they got a guy and they go, go man, go. A guy who sings all day long. He said, but he wouldn't. And he, he's the one who told me how terrifying it was. I'm like, tell me, because I wasn't moving. <laughs> but all of those guys who I saw uh, that day, like one of them is Kevin Lee. He's a juggler, magician, comedian. Yeah, and I remember I saw him. He was he was new then, and he you know you see jugglers on television. They like juggle when they do all this. He yeah. dropped oh, he dropped the bowling ball. Man, I I remember thinking that that is the best. I you know I'm like wow, yeah that's good. <laughs> he he dropped it like because you all, you never expect him to drop it. But yeah, he he was new. But he, but he don't drop the ball no more. But he dropped the ball. But to me, that was like now that is funny. <laughs> wait so he did he not try to do it on purpose for comedy or did he <laughs> no he was what i didn't understand is it was open mic night everybody was an amateur oh, but God. i was more amateur than that than the amateurs so i'm like because mm, to me they were good they were oh, really bad so <laughs> and i was going to ask when you first went up did you have your written material or were you just like i'm going to go up and well, say something I didn't, I didn't actually go up until like uh three years after what I'm telling you now. So I, when that, I did go, oh man, I had all of this stuff written down that I was going to say. Uh-huh. And, and, and it was because of your ex-wife at the time, right? Where she said, you know what? I'm finally going to see you. Yeah. Okay. Well, what happened? What happened with that is I said, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm going to do it. And I, and I went down. It's the same thing. You know how they say Tony Woods. <laughs> but yeah, and it was me and I'm, yeah, it was me and a buddy of mine, and uh, so we 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 were going. I just like kept chickening out, but it was also Thursday night, and at a at a nightclub back in the day, it was ladies' night, and you know, and I'm like, this is like a free night. Like, did I, you know, why? Like, we like why waste this in a comedy club? Let's get out of here. <laughs> and um, so the next morning she would always go how to go i'm like what's good she said what would you talk about so i would just remember a snippet or something that made me laugh i'm like i said and i remember her brushing her teeth instead of laughing she goes 
that was funny. <laughs> like who? Like oh shit, yeah, oh shit. So after maybe yeah, after maybe about a, a month of that, a, about a month of free Thursday nights, one one Thursday morning, she was yeah no one Wednesday morning. She says, guess what? She says, all the execs are going on some kind of a trip, a seminar or something like that. So I don't have to work on Thursday. No, I don't have to work Friday. Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to take the baby to your mom's and going down there with you to see you do comedy. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh, shit, man. Oh, man. Do you know how stressful that that was a very stressful two days but you know so me her and a buddy of mine went down there and so this time oh, oh this is another thing like while we watch and you know a couple of comedians went up and she was like that's your joke <laughs> you know it was like stuff that i had told her like snippets she said he's doing your joke <laughs> i'm like now nah, what i said what it is the comedians kind of help each other out <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you tell one line, man. You gotta keep telling new lines. But anyway, you're good at they, it, though. You're good. Keep going with the. That's good. Then they finally, they finally called me, and and that was a long walk, dog. My heart was pounding, and I went up there. I couldn't remember nothing, and I said, I remember saying, "Hey, you guys look good." <laughs> you know, people clapping like you guys smell good. They laugh, <laughs> and then, yeah, and I'm just standing there like, what? I don't remember none of that stuff I written down, yeah. and my leg shaking a little bit. And the, there was a dude in the front with big stomach. He goes, "Look, his leg is shaking." I'm like, "Hey, your stomach is shaking, but look, man." <laughs> and then, I, and I said, "Don't worry, man. I used to be fat too, which made everybody laugh." And I said, "I said, my man, you can't tell now, but I used to be a whopping." 70 pounds right? I, <laughs> 70. I, I said but i was just tall i was you know i was in second grade and, and then and just it just went from there and i just i told a story about when i set uh the bed on fire when i was little and it just i was just telling the story like i always do and people were screaming laughing and then i saw that light come on because i didn't finish didn't wrap up or nothing like that it's just like it was dead in the middle of and i seen the light come on i'm like my name is tony bush tonight boom <laughs> yeah oh like, like i can't i can't believe i did this and then and then as i'm people are shaking my hand people are clapping and you know and the and uh martin lawrence and uh pierre two comedians you know they they walk to the yeah. oh man good set man yeah then all of the comedians were like, well, what clubs do you work out of? Like, they wouldn't believe. Uh, these are all the other comedians that, that I didn't, that that was my first time. Like, they were like, nah, you did it. And then I remember sitting, you know, and, and, and I remember Vance, that's my buddy, he go, I told you, man, you could do this, right? Which kind of, what, like, yeah. And she was like, you, <laughs> anyway, she was like, yeah, you, you were like one of the best ones. You need to ask them to start paying you. Because, you know, on the list, they have, they said from the amateur side, from the pro side. Yeah. And then he said to me, you need to yeah. get paid. 
Yeah. And just, yeah. So I had to, I walked back to the bar area where all the comedians, like the, the working comedians were hanging out. The amateurs had to sit at their tables. Yeah. And But I walked back then where all the big dogs were. And I, I met a guy named Andy Evans. Andy Evans, they like, called him the Godfather at DC Comedy. I'm like, and I walked back there with so much confidence. I'm like, yeah, man, what's up, man? He said, hey, good set, but I said, yeah, man, so how I get paid up in here? He said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He didn't laugh. He didn't laugh. He said, huh? I said, yeah, yeah, I get paid up in here. He said, hold on, I'm going to get somebody. <laughs> like that, I'm like, oh, shit, this is easier than I thought. Oh, man. <laughs> See, because it was like a landing where all the comedians went out there and smoked weed and smoked cigarettes and just talked about road shit. Mm-hmm. And he, he brought a few of them. I go, he said, "Oh yeah, yeah." Um, t- oh no, no. What you would you ask me again? Like that, right? And I said, "Um, I was just, you know, how, how, you know, how, how do I get paid?" He said, "Nah, that ain't how you say it." Then he reenacted. He said, "Yeah, he came up and, and he." He just overdid. He said that I grabbed him in the car. What's up, motherfucker? How can pay him? <laughs> they all laugh and they all laugh because they all know it's my first time. I'm saying like he said he, he he did like I walked up like this. Yeah, what's up? What's who the fuck paying people? What? You know, like I did. I did have a little bit of confidence at the first, and uh, right. and then they they were all laughing and shit, and then uh. And then Fat Doctor, rest in peace. He passed away this year, man. Fat Doctor, wow. he, he added the last nail into the coffin. He goes, uh, he said, hold up, hold up. Oh, t- Tony. I said, yeah, Tony Woods. He goes, yeah, Tony Woods. <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah, that was you? I'm like, yeah. That was your first time? He said, yes. He said, now listen. Do that, what you did tonight, about 500 more times, and then come back here with that stupid shit and walked <laughs> off. And then, like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, you motherfucker. Like, boom, it's like they had already had their laugh, then he banged, hit it with a new laugh. Oh, then, man. I'm going to the back, they, they cracking up laughing, they go in the back again, and I walk back to my ex wife and me, her, and Van. She said, So, what they say? Shit, because they liked you because they still laughing. Like, yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they still... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but the, you know, the other funny thing is she just found out about that maybe about a year or two ago. No way. Really? Yeah, because so to her, that wasn't my first time. Remember, I had been doing Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. But really, I was at ladies' night. Oh my God! There was a there was a nightclub in town, the Ibex nightclub back then, and they, uh-huh. they, they, Thursday night was ladies' night, so it was packed with women. Yeah, and so me and my me and my boy Vance just go, you know, because the comedy I think it started like seven or seven thirty. Yeah, yeah, shit, man. We stayed there at about you know eight thirty because back then the shows went to like one o'clock in the morning. You know, because mm-hmm. comedy was hot, and we we leave there, and then you know, bang, get to the club, ah, have a good time, <laughs> and then go, and then get home at like two, three o'clock in the morning. She's like, "Wow!" I said, "I know the show ran long." 
They gave me an hour set this time. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, but she, yeah, she's uh, she just found She said, "That was your friend, like you know." That was my first. He said, well, "What was you doing all them times?" <laughs> <laughs> the ladies' night. <laughs> Oh, my God. So what an epic first time. And I know things started to ramp up after that. I know. I think the next two years you were going that Thursday night, and then the wife was yeah. saying. Oh, go ahead. No. But uh, so I, I started in May. And the same guy, Andy Evans, he had a local cable TV show called The Soul of Comedy. It was on, um, it was on uh, Howard University Television, Public Access. Hmm. Back then, in the D.C. area, no one had, like, HBO and all that stuff. That was a that was for the Outback, I guess. I don't know. And uh, and at the time, me, uh, Warren Hutchison, Martin Lawrence were, like, the new little young guns. And he said, yeah, I want you to be on my, on my show. I'm like, on TV. Because it was like, remember Wayne's World? Yeah, yeah. It was a skit about some guys who had a show on public access. Oh, now what year was this, by the way? 86, 87? Six. It's 86. Okay. And so he he had me, had me, Martin. I'm going to tell you the people who was on it. It was me, Martin Lawrence, uh, Pierre, uh, Warren Hutchison. You know Warren Hutchison? He's like, he's like a you know, popular showrunner in, in Hollywood now. He was, yeah. Oh, he's damn. Man. Man. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, Tommy Davison, uh, Fat Dr. Greg, uh, Robin Montague. Uh, Shit. Yeah. That's anyway, it was, damn. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. And I was, and I, I did well. And, uh, and that was, that was crazy because, you know, you, you're at the grocery store, you had somewhere like that, and people go, yo, what's up? And it was perfect because it would always happen right when me and my wife was having like a little bit of a tiff. Or <laughs> <laughs> still having a little bit of a tiff. And I go, yo, I just wanted to say, man, man, you was funny. Man, me and my <laughs> Because that's back when people recorded stuff on, on VHS. Recorded, man, we watch you all the time, man. You was the funniest one on the show. Dude, wow. That's and, hilarious. And then after that, you got you got the gig with BAT or BET. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's the, so, uh, let me see. Yeah, a couple of, couple, or like 88. Things, things was kind of rolling. Yeah, a, a couple of, yeah. Let me see. A couple of months later is, uh, I was going to, you know, open mic night. Now this time I'm, I'm starting to do some things, you know, get little gigs here and there. And I'm like, I'm going to open mic night. And she's like, why are you going? You know, you're not, you're not getting paid. Why are you, why are you, it's just, you know, open mic. I'm like, I just, you know, some, I, so I went, you know, and uh, that's the night I met this guy named Stu Perkins. And Stu Perkins said, how you doing, man? We really like you, blah, blah, He says, I'm the producer of a show called Tell Me Something Good. It's on uh, Black Entertainment Television. And I said, all right. I took his card. Boom, that was it. And uh, did, you know was what, like, did you know about Black Entertainment Television? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was like, get out of here, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And at the time, you know, because because comedy had picked up, I didn't have a job where I made money, but I could just bounce because I was mm. so I was a bike messenger then. Damn. And and so I remember uh, they said my my courier number was triple seven 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 seven. Said triple seven triple seven. Give me a landline, and you're gonna meet you know like another another guy. He says, you're going to meet him. You're going to give him all your packages. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm giving him all my packages. And then he said, give me a landline. So boom, because we, we were working on walk and talk, so give him a landline. He said, uh, you got an emergency phone call, man. Call your wife right now. I think you got to go home. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, I call her. I call her at work. <clears throat> and, and I'm expecting sadness, but she's like, oh, my God. You got to, you got to go home right now. Listen, and you're going to wear such and such and such and such. I'm like, what? Huh? What are you talking about? She says, we got a call on, on the phone and they want you at the studio on Duke Street in Alexandria. To, you, you're going to do a TV show today. And look, you're going to wear the, the shirt that I got you and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Just like, 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 go. Now I'm like, what? She's from Black Entertainment Television. Now her family was from down south. My family was from down south. They, everybody's got cable. So she knew all about this network. And I'm like, yeah. She said, Stu Perkins called. I'm like, Stu Perkins. She said, from from he's the producer. I'm like, yeah, that joker gave me his call last night. And, and she goes, yeah. She said, BET. I'm like, okay. She's black as I'm like, okay. She's so, <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, anyway, so she says, you know, go, go home now. I'm like, all right. And you know, I used to ride my bike back and from where we lived to, to the downtown area where you curry. So mm-hmm. it, would, it would take me maybe like uh, about a half hour, like 20 minutes in the morning coming down, about a half hour going back, you know. And this ain't even the end of the day. So she said, what, what she says, she says, catch a cab. So I'm like, like yeah, so I lock my bike. The cab. I'm like, this must be more important than I think it is. And Damn. got home, got home, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like she had radar on me because as soon as I walked in, she called me. Like, she said, look, look in the closet. You're going to wear this. You're going to wear it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, boom. And uh, yeah. So, anyway, went down there and it was a live taping. And boom, the rest is history. Did the show. And I remember did the show. And it was live, not me, not thinking. By the time, by the time I get home that evening, my mother's phone has been blowing up because the whole family is calling her, saying, yeah, Tony's on television right now. I'm like, what? So yeah, that was that was a thing. And then another thing that happened, um, I won a contest for National Lampoon. So they flew me out to Vegas, and that was a, a show where Leslie Nielsen hosted, you know, from Naked Gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that like, by the way? Yeah, that that was cool. That was another uh that was another experience in my greenness. So because <laughs> now imagine I'm not even a full two years in and I and I won a contest with all the comedians. Like it was a contest like it was, it was the big boys, it was it, it was yeah, but all all you needed was the hot seven minutes. And I killed him with a hot seven minutes, and then uh, and then they picked me to go. I'm like, what? So went out there, but anyway, my last name is Woods. 
with the W. So all the comedians from all over the country are there. And we, the, the hotel is not even there anymore. It's called the, uh, the Sahara. Mm-hmm. It's a casino mm-hmm. hotel. We get there, everybody's getting their rooms and everything. And, and then the lady said, boom, you know, we out of regular rooms. So, um, and I'm thinking, damn, I'm gonna be like in a broom closet or whatever. So yeah. anyway, so she says, this is your key and this is the card. You have to stick the card. Nowadays, that's that's normal, but just you got to stick yeah. the card and get to your floor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow, because I'm because alphabetically I'm at the bottom of the list and I got jammed on some bullshit, right? But anyway, I get up to like one of the top floors and you have to open my, when you open my room doors, two doors, and you're like, wow, look at it. It's, you know, it's like, uh, it's just dope. It's got a piano, full bar. It's big overlooking Vegas, it was the bomb. And then, but they tell you, okay, we all comedians have to be down by poolside for your interview at such and such time, right? So mm-hmm. now all these guys, most of the guys who won are working comedians. They're on the circuit already. Like I'm one of the newer guys, probably yeah. the newest. And down there, and, you know, everybody's talking. Of course, doing comedy talk. Oh yeah, you work there. You know the bartender. You know the waitress. Ah, you know they tell their little road stories. Yeah, or uh, or uh, uh, you know, like just road stories because everybody's a, a road. Yeah. Kind of a, and um, and and we were talking, and they were talking about uh, what they were gonna do later or whatever. Like, and I know we got on the subject of the rooms, and I was like, yo. I said, the rooms, yeah, and they go, like one of them goes, from DC? I'm like, yeah. They go, oh, yeah, yeah. So you, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm, at that time, I'm, I was doing some gigs, but it was like, you no know, go weekend. It was, everything I had done at that time, I could drive and, you know. Uh, it wasn't like make, on the road, going cross country. Yeah, it wasn't like working at a comedy club. I was doing comedy nights. <laughs> Stuff like that, like we got a hot Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, something, you know, doing, yeah, you know, or like the, you know, and uh, and I was so impressed with the hotel, and it, you, it, which led into another story how they were talking about like going to small towns and you take a girl, she's like, ooh, like I love a hotel room, like that, like they got, <laughs> yeah, they were kind of making fun of me about my greenness about a hotel. Hmm. How about oh. those hotels? Yeah, like how about those <laughs> hotels? Like, yeah. Like, right. So anyway, dude, interview, blah blah blah. We're hanging out, and yeah. um, I had a chip. Yeah, I had a I had a uh, I had a I had a twenty dollar chip, and uh, I'm like, because we all went to the casino. I'm like, I'm like, yo, did you get did you get? I'm like, what does this do? Like, your chip? This because they they got one of my pillows, a chocolate on one pillow, and a twenty dollar chip on the other pillow, and they were like. They were like, well, somebody probably dropped it. They, you know, one of the guys, <laughs> somebody probably dropped that in your room, stupid. Like that. But anyway, gamble. Yeah. And that was the worst thing that could happen because guess what I did on my first time gambling? I won. Not good. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I won about $80. And I'm like, I'm walking away. Fuck that. Like, then they were like, no, dude, you're just the beginning. Nah, I'm walking away. Oh. So anyway, we're hanging out and it's, and we, uh, what, what uh, 
I don't know what, what was going on, but we went to one of the comedian's rooms. I think he was going to get a camera or something like that because we are going to walk around. And I'm mm. going to the room. I'm like, hmm. Because it was just a room. It was a, it was a bed. It was a bed. And it was like this, a room. Nobody yeah. dropped any chocolates or chips on, on yeah. his pillows. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. And then I, and I had to get something out of my room. Or whatever. I think probably a camera. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's a good idea. So I'm like, yo, we gotta go up to my room. And they get on the elevator and I go, I stick the key in. And they're like, yeah. And then we go up and they're like, wow. Like everybody's like, wow. Cause on my floor, it's all double doors. So, so it's all double doors. And then go to my room like, and they're like, you know, and they're like conspiracy, like, who do you know? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, they're like who is this guy yeah who, who the fuck is this guy who the fuck is this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yo yo and and at, at that room everything that's in my refrigerator and bought was was mine <laughs> yeah and i'm like and they and they like, <sighs> like they're like you know yeah they like what in the fuck you know because oh yeah because because uh you know there's little things that you know enjoy it sweet and blah 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 this is complimentary and they're like dude like you know it was like water soda some beers some those little bottles of wine the little airport liquors all that shit of course they fucking blasted through that shit <laughs> yeah they were like wow yeah that's cool. amazing oh yeah. that's such a good time but it was it, because i was last on the list oh it, but yeah but anyway we did the show and i did i did rip but but the, uh the little going around like like just like just don't don't listen to this guy when he says he's fucking <laughs> everyone's scared of you now <laughs> now nobody's my friend no more like yeah <laughs> Bullshit walking around like, oh, this is my first. I just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, That's amazing. This, like, this oh. guy's better. He knows, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was actually, I wanted to ask you too, before we get into uh, further in your career, I was going to ask around that time, I know that there were a lot of headliners and a lot of, once you get like up to the top on TV, et cetera, there was more cursing that's allowed. But I was going to ask, what was the perception of cursing if you're at uh, smaller gigs? Was it less common? Well, it's, it's, okay, but what, what I didn't understand then was, and they still do it now, like with younger comedians, they say, hey, no dirty, no this, no that, no this. Now I understand. It's because most comedians newer are in their early 20s, mm -hmm. right? They, they, they're younger. Yeah. But the the audience the people who come out for a night of entertainment stuff like that are usually grown people they're like yeah. over over 35 over 40 so yeah. it, and for some people it's like you don't want to fucking sit there and watch your kids curse and talk about sex and stuff like that because i noticed like the older comics they could do what they wanted to do they you know they because boom because they were grown-ups and now i understand that you know they they will you know yeah. so yeah it's one of those things yeah but uh back then there was a guy named david e hardy mm -hmm. david e hardy was from philadelphia and and shit he was dirty shit always cursing 
you know, and stuff like that. It, not always talking about sex, but always using profanity. But yeah. David e. was like a grown ass man. He was like in his late fifties, maybe even early sixties. You know what I'm saying? No, no, yeah. nobody dared tell him that you know, because he was a grown ass man, and it was, and he would have the audience falling out. Whereas you would see a younger comedian go up there, and they go, "This guy's just too dirty." Because now I understand, you know, he was a grown man. One of his jokes. He used to wear a three-piece suit. He said, yeah, you know why I wear this? He said, because I probably picked most of the cotton in this. Like that. <laughs> so he established himself off the top as not not a grown man, a grown black man who done been through a lot of shit. So fuck you. I'm saying what I want to say. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And he, that's, yeah. Man. That's crazy. I, I also wanted to, I, you know, just observing your comedy and thinking about your story about how you were afraid to go up for almost three years and then seeing your comedy and how, I mean, you're so versatile. You can be just laid back telling jokes, hilarious. You can also bring the energy. I was just watching the bit where you were talking about getting in a fight on the subway because a lady sneezed and a booger got on your shirt. And then you were talking about getting in a fight with the operator, but he's got a little arm and uh, yeah. he ended up getting the better of you. But the, the, the animation in that and almost feeling like I was there with all the swings and the punches and everything and you describing it was just so great. And it's so interesting to see somebody that was afraid to go up on stage is just super animated and just really bringing it all for stuff that is, is just super funny and silly and, and hilarious. And, well, I think back then I had a lot, a lot more energy kind of stayed up there. <laughs> You just got tired over the years. <laughs> that could, yeah, I, I think about that. Yeah, that's ooh, that's a workout. That joke right there is a workout. You got to fight. You got to do this. You gotta... And then compared to some of your your later stuff where it's just, I, I don't, yeah. lower energy, but still just as funny. I remember a bit that I was watching about how you were talking about going to Scotland and, um, and uh, just talking about, yeah, this is where white people are made. This is like yeah, white like, people's Africa. <laughs> so, it yeah, was like, hilarious. This, yeah, this, this is where they make white people. What are you talking <laughs> about? Because yeah. it was, it, it went back to, um, like, uh, I said, there's, you know, three questions when black people travel, you know. Um, you, you got a place to stay, you got, you got enough to eat, you know, something. Then I said, the third one's always whispered for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, which there's a there's a special on PBS now. It's called Driving While Black, and it's, it just talks about like the precautions mm-hmm. that you know that that black people had to take while traveling, and yeah. from growing up and listening to to grown ups, you know, mm-hmm. and they go, how was it? You, you know, y'all 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 have enough food? Y'all have a place to stay? You know, did y'all have extra gas tank and you know shit like which I didn't yeah. understand the weight of these questions back then. Mm. But but in that joke, to, to some people it looked like a, a silly little joke, but I said that the last question is always whispered like, you know, like basically, are you safe? Yeah, are yeah. You, so, you know, because yeah. you're in a strange place, are you safe? That's, that is what is going on yeah. in that, in that joke. And, um, and, and I say, and I explained to him like, 
you know, what? I did a lot of white mother. Like, this is their, this is where they make them. What is wrong with you? Yeah. And, and then I go into the joke part, which is there's not just white people, they got orange people too. Yes, because, that was hilarious. Yeah, because I was in Scotland, man. Ain't nothing but redhead people in Scotland. Like, goddamn. Like, the first time I we went to Scotland, me, it was me, Ian Edwards, Sumi McCullough, uh, Renee, Renee Hicks, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, who else? Anyway, but I just remember going, wow. Like, wow. Like, whoo. Like, it's like, wow. I'm like, you know what? Come think of I've never seen, because you know, there was one, you see somebody, oh, yeah, they're redhead. But it's like, God damn. Like, just, <laughs> it was yeah, funny, it too, because was... you were saying something like, yeah, so many red. You thought they were going to catch on fire. They were so red. Yeah. Which... <laughs> yeah, because it was like, it was like, yeah. And just, you just don't see that and yeah that mm-hmm. often yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it was just it was just basically it was uh it was a, it was a young traveler through the eyes of a young traveler and, and what do you see you know wasn't wasn't being uh raceless and nothing like that it was just right. being right like wow look at this <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like gulliver you know gulliver and his travels you know he could say he can say I went to an island and everybody was a midget. They said they don't say midget, say little people say, Well, I'm just telling you, they were like really small. <laughs> like, yeah. That was his observation. So I guess that's how I looked at it. That that's hilarious. And I'll ask just one more question, then we'll just finish off the pod with a little bit of advice. But uh, I was also going to ask and pointing on you going to Scotland, you also, I think it was right after. Comedy Central, you were on Comedy Central and you had special there and then they had you perform in Australia and you've been there a bunch of times. You've been all over the world. Um, but what the, the, the Scott, Scott thing happened in 1993. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah the, uh, the, uh, so that was before. I think that is 2000 or 2001. And I heard you on another podcast saying that the Comedy Central was giving you a lot of guidance or like the list of what to say, what not to say, controlling your set. I think you were also with Tom Papa and Zach Galifianakis and you go back and you're like, yeah, right. man, they're really strict. And they're like, what? Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you have to go through it, man. It's like, you know, do this, do that. And like, right. like some of my key jokes, they would say, oh, you know what? We like that, but we want you to, instead of saying that word, say this word. Guy, huh. guy, cool, right? And uh, so they, I guess they're sitting out there like, "This is what he's gonna say." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, came, I came out there like Hannibal Lecter, son. Yeah. <laughs> you know how they brought Hannibal Lecter out on the thing like this, like that's like, there's no way this motherfucker can escape. Can't let, yeah, yeah, okay. But boom, I just went out there, just did some different shit, you know. She wanted to be mad. I think she wanted to be mad, but I fucking I killed. So she's like, <laughs> she's like, this, that's did you did something different? I'm like, yeah. She said, but I'm like, yeah, that's 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 what you wanted to hear. And I was like, I was like saying, you you wrote those jokes because I would never say that instead of that. So that's that's your jokes, right? But, right. Yeah, I so, think it's. I mean, it's it's important because I feel like. 
the if you get this type of you should say this instead of that that types that just robs the joke of its humor at, at some yeah. point because i feel like words are specifically chosen to pack that comedic punch yeah so anyway and i, I was like you're not a comedian <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Did I, you, you know i'm trying and I, I think you know but i say things in a joking manner but i, I mean it because it was like you know right because i was i should i'm like i should have picked you to do a uh special <laughs> oh, shit. did you get yeah. any flack for it from them or i think they wanted to be mad that like, it's like it's like they wanted to be mad but the but but the theater was going nuts so they're like <laughs> they wanted to be mad because you know like uh like because oh, you know man. i get backstage like this is not this is not what we this is because it was even on the monitor my shit was on the monitor oh <laughs> my god i look at the monitor it's like my shit was rolling up like i was with guns and roses it was songless like nah, i'm not i'm not singing that tonight <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing uh well tony thank you so much it's it's been awesome we're gonna just top it off with a couple questions that some fans sent in and then uh and then we'll be on our way but it's been awesome to to learn about you funny stories uh, very insightful stories very cool and i can't wait to see you at house of comedy i was gonna ask do you have anything that you want to plug what have you got going on um where can people follow you i don't know i have a I have a I have a podcast. It's uh it's called The First Episode Again with Tony Woods. And um you can get it on YouTube, I think. That's right. We didn't even cover that, but you you and yeah. three coasts and uh you cover various topics like what's trending and uh it's a it's a really nice podcast. Thank you. Like we don't yeah. interview people, we just talk. Yeah. I think the last episode talking about a little bit about uh, what was it, Fifty Cent and Ice Cube, and their stance, political stances. It was. It's a. Uh, I, I like the coasts on it as well. They add a little yeah. flavor to it. Is it supposed to be like just just four people sitting there talking who all have a different, you know, from a different angle? Uh, I see. Why did you guys end up choosing a bar? Because I thought that was unique. Yeah, because, well, we got the guy in the back who's supposed to be like a bartender because we're supposed to be having a conversation about this and about that. And we're just at, at the bar where people feel comfortable. That's beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll put that and... Uh, the, oh, go most open conversations. I don't know about those uh, those couches where people... Yeah, but at the bar, that's you're going to hear the truth. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, I'll put that and everything else in the show notes so people can just click on there, follow you, watch the podcast, everything else. Um, all right. We're going to top it off with some questions. This one came in from our fan, Steven, and he found it on Reddit. It says, <clears throat> my grandma does nothing but watch TV all day. What is a hobby or something I can help her get into? She used to sew and stuff, but she can't really see anymore, so she can't walk too well either. When I'm at home from school, I take her on walks around the lake, but I'm only home for a short bit every few months. I feel shitty knowing she is literally just watching game shows day in and day out. Is there anything I can do to help? Yeah, because uh, my mother watches a lot of... Uh, she watch uh, Family Feud, but now she watches 90 Day Fiance. 
till <laughs> oh shit really oh my god there's for older people it's like a conversation like oh why does she do that oh you know she knows she wrong so it's like it's interactive television <laughs> <laughs> yeah and but he still needs to go take her for walks yeah, yeah. i think walks are important i think yeah. and, if she- and that's not television for him but for older people they love that stuff because they can give their advice to to the people even though the people can't hear that's a good idea you know what maybe grandma should start a podcast that way she can give advice to anyone and then maybe people will will hear her we could call it ask granny or something and then she has something to do that's what's up all right, cool. We've got our last question. This is sent in from Candace, and it says, how do I confront my girlfriend about her best friend? So this is a guy. He says, my girlfriend tells her best male friend about everything. When she and I first got sexual, she told him about it. When she sent me a funny test about kink, she shared my results with him, and then he sent me a joke about it. I don't know what to say, but I feel like she tells him too much. Should I confront her, or am I being too clingy and jealous? Hmm. No. No, yeah, confront both of them at the same time. Say, stop that shit. <laughs> Agre- agreed. Also, yes. don't don't take tests about kinks. You keep that to yourself. You don't have to do a, an online quiz to say that you like handcuffs. Yeah, because basically, those two sit around and laugh and talk about you. You so you need to cut both of them off. I agree. Yeah. On a new subject, let them find a, a new subject. So, yeah. exactly <laughs> done. Cold turkey. Awesome. Well, Tony, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Um, and I think thank you for having me. Well, hey, good luck tonight in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and can't wait to see you in Phoenix at the House of Comedy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Thank you so much.